You are tuned in to Lightworkers Lounge, tales of having a human experience in a spiritual world. gosh i feel like we haven't talked in forever we were on such a roll such a string of three to four episodes a week i truly felt like you guys were on a retreat at my house my cabin in pagosa springs colorado just hanging out all the time getting through the intensity and joy and pain of the holiday season and spending winter time together quite frankly so i'm really happy to be back i'm sure you guys can feel and hear and sense in my energy i'm upbeat i'm loving this leo full moon it's really got me feeling back in my power back on center stage of my life which we will talk about in this episode but how are you how are you doing what is new and good If you guys are subscribed to our free Monday newsletter, every single Monday morning at midnight, I send you a newsletter called What's New and Good, where in the beginning of it, I talk about spiritual life lessons that I've been undertaking and going through from the previous week, just things that pop in my head that feel so easy to share rather than something that needs to be aesthetically curated to be posted on social media. These emails are just me sitting down Sunday evening with my white salt lamp on, the beautiful view of Denver now, twinkling in the background. My goodness. And I just write from the heart. And then I end the email with some super fun goodies and stuff like my favorite hair care, skin care, all natural, of course home products I've been sharing lately with the subscribers, some of the things that I've purchased for our home because I love decorating. My Taurus rising is really shining. What songs or playlists I'm currently listening to, what I'm currently eating. It's just fun. It's a lifestyle email with life lessons tucked into it. And then at the end of it, I share a little weekly horoscope, what's to come this week based off of transits with the moon. Just like my book, It's Just a Phase, Journaling with the Moon. So if you haven't already subscribed to that, what are you doing? It's free. Come hang out. And yes, you can hit reply to that newsletter and come directly to my inbox. And some of you guys have really become my pen pals and we've even moved over to texting. So it's really cool. Whoop. More reminders on this Monday morning. Never ending, right? So, what's new and good with you guys? Let me just share a little story about how the move here to Denver has been. This upbeat energy that you're feeling from me has not been what's been going on. In fact, last week, so we moved here last Friday, and, you know, I've moved, my gosh, probably over 50 times in my life, just so many. So moving is literally just, I just go with emotions because I'm so used to what it entails, how it feels, yada-da-da-da. But I just got so down in the dumps. I mean, granted, I started my period on the day we had to move, and I was like, oh, man. I always try and switch my mindset and say, Thank you for arriving, period, menstrual flow. I am appreciative that I am fertile, that I am healthy. 
But sometimes when your period strikes, it's just like, why? I need to move so many heavy items, and we live on the fifth floor. I need to go up so many flights of stairs. And Oh, shout out to JL for just manhandling the whole move pretty much on his own. He's incredible. But... It, you know, with your with your flow comes emotions, comes feelings, come hormones that just kind of weigh you down. And normally you just want to what? Eat chocolate, ice cream, cut a little blanket, take a bath and just chill while you go through these few days of bleeding. And so that started our move. And then we got here and this place is absolutely beautiful. I mean, pinch me every morning when I wake up and look out our windows. It's never going to get old. This view of the Denver skyline, this view of pretty much the entire ridge of the Rocky Mountains from Boulder down to Colorado Springs. I mean, we are up on a hill over near the east side of Denver. And so this means we get to look down at the city over at the mountains. It's stunning. If you follow me on Instagram at Stephanie underscore underscore powers, I've been posting daily videos of this beautiful, beautiful view we have, especially our little dining room area, which is just floor to ceiling windows overlooking corner unit. Like it's just superb. And I feel so abundant and I feel so happy. But all last week I felt so low. I felt out of control of my life. I felt just nervous for everything that is to come. It was just And I can't put my finger on it. You know, JL asked me, he's like, hey, I read your email this morning. I didn't know you were feeling so low. And I was like, I don't know how to explain it. I don't know why it came, what it is. It's definitely something within me that I probably need to address and really sit with and think about and get to know because it will come back out again. But, you know, in my personal opinion... We don't heal anything permanently. I don't think traumas can be permanently healed. I just think in the same regard that when you lose someone you absolutely love, be it fur baby or human soulmate, you don't ever heal. You don't ever get to a point where the passing away of that soul that you were so tethered to becomes easy and makes you happy. You know what I mean? Like it's always there. You just learn to live with it and it gets easier. And instead of breaking down, crying and having such an intense feeling of emotions over the passing of this person, you get to a point where it just kind of pushes on your soul a little bit, but you carry on. You know what I'm trying to say? And this is how I feel with whatever is within me that makes me so sad during moves, during transitions, during changes. When we got here, it it was such a play between the head and the heart. The head said, oh my gosh, we did this. We got this. This is such a beautiful space. But the heart said, I feel so sad. I feel so like out of control. And I can imagine you guys who know me probably better than I know myself. If you've been listening to the show since 2018 when we launched It's like, Steph, you're supposed to be living in the Keys. And I know this. 
And I know this for a fact that that is where my soul is going to end up. But I also know that I can't have what I want in the timeline that I want, nor would I want that because where's the fun and the magic in life if there's not a good journey to get to where you want to go? The juice is worth the squeeze when it comes to these types of things that we crave. And so I don't know if it was just kind of a semi-quarter life crisis where I was like, holy shit, like I'm 34 and I'm living in an apartment and I'm not a mother yet and that that biological clock is ticking and I even had moments where I was like, do I even honestly want to be a parent? There was a day where I was like, no, I don't. I don't want to be a parent. It's just not in the cards for me. If it hasn't happened yet, it's not meant to be and the more I think about it, the more I'm like, I, I don't know if I want that life at all. I think I really want to travel and enjoy freedom. And my heart is so sensitive and loves so unconditionally deeply that I truly don't know if I can handle being a parent. And the love and the grief and the joy and the pain, the deep intensity of emotions that comes with being a parent, I truly don't know if I can physically handle that. You know how some people literally die of heartbreak? That could be me. (laughs) Very much so. Again, probably something I need to work on because this is just the human experience, but it also goes with my birth chart. All Scorpio, sixth house, everything. And so there was that thought. There was, oh my gosh, I want to live in the country and have animals, but also I want to travel. I want to get up and go now. And when you move to a new space, you know, you need to plant roots. You can't just throw your stuff in a room in a plastic bin and then take off in the airport. You, you got to chill and unpack and nest, plant some roots and cruise around the neighborhood and get to know it. And It was just daunting because I'm so used to going to the grocery store and everybody knows my name and asks me how the podcast is going and how Jeffrey is and going to the grocery store here, they don't even look me in the eyes and I try to be optimistic and hi, hello. And they're just so like, nope, don't know you. Just another customer. Carry on. Okay. Go to the coffee shop and instead of them saying, hey, Steph and Jordan, how are you? Where's Jeffrey? The usual, it's like they don't even look at you, just another number, and the coffee shops here are so crowded. So it's just the transitioning of all those things, I think, started to weigh me down. And then it hurts even more because when you live in such abundance and such beautiful things, yet feel so like depressed, down, sad, you you have a battle of the head and the heart that's going, hey, wait a second, like look where you live, sis. How can you be sad today? Look where you're waking up. You've got a fridge full of food. You've got a view so many people would love. What's wrong with you? Am I, and then it starts to just spiral into, wow, I'm really broken. Like if I can't be happy in this environment with this much abundance, I, something's wrong. Where did I go wrong? What is weighing me down, you know? It got deep to where I was like, dang, something's really wrong, wrong. Like, I know I just wrapped up nine months of intensive therapy, but I think I need to go right back. (laughs) And then the Leo full moon came, and I just said, you know what? I accept things as they are right now. My favorite mantra, for now. Everything is for now. This will not last forever. And I started to slowly feel better. And it was really getting out of the apartment because... 
I, we needed to be here for so long, especially me, because my office and this is my studio, and I am in charge of this pug that cannot be left alone. So just getting out of the house and going for a hike and checking out some of Denver was like, oh, okay, I got this. I got this. But it was interesting, and abundance can make underlying problems worse. I can. I think oftentimes we tell ourselves, well, once I make this much money, I'll feel better. Once I have my Atlantic oceanfront white cottage in the Florida Keys with key deer roaming around my front and backyard, I'll be happy. That's not true. As soon as I move to that Keys house and I move all my boxes and plastic bins full of all of my belongings over the years into that house... I'm probably going to feel sad that it didn't happen sooner. <laughs> I'll probably feel sad that the, the vision I had of, you know, getting married and having children before the age of 30 and living down there and having a business down there and really calling that place home, it didn't happen. I'm 34 now. It, it didn't happen the way I wanted it to. And who knows, maybe I'll move into that space and JL won't be in my life because he passed away or we broke up or Jeffrey, my pug, will be dead. You know, I mentioned this in one of the uh, What's New and Good newsletters from a few weeks ago. It was really good. Maybe my mom will have passed away or someone close to me I have lost and then I get into this beautiful home that I've wanted for so long and I feel so empty. You just never know. And so... If I had to pinpoint why I feel this way, why these waves come up, it's just it's just a sense of community and connection that I need. You know, I feel like if I had people to go see immediately when I got here or family or friends helping us move in and having dinner with us on the floor that night, it would have felt really good. But I think I struggle a lot with the lack of immediate connection in my surroundings. I have so many beautiful connections all over the country and the world, quite frankly. But the immediate ones, you know, I don't have someone I can just call and say, hey, I'm coming over for dinner tonight. Like a mom, like a sibling. Hey, I'm going to go drop Jeffrey off so I can go out. Like, I don't have that. And it really, really bothers me. And I guess my biggest life lesson, you know, my north node, my birth chart is in the 11th house, connection community, is to form a family that is not biological, to form connections to people that feel as effortless as your built-in biological family. Oh, yeah. Just saying it out loud makes me swallow, like, oh, yep, that's it. It makes me intimidated. That's got to be it. Said at 11-11. Oh, man. So let's move on to this Leo full moon we just had this past weekend. Um... Yeah, how about that? It, Leo rules childlike energy. This is the lion, so it rules being the king or queen of the jungle. And this Leo full moon really illuminated in our sight because full moons light things up. Just like the sky, they light up your mind, your subconscious. And just like it pulls the tides, it pulls things out of you that have got to go. Got to get out. And so this Leo full moon was really asking us, where have you stepped behind the scenes in your life? Because there's a certain area of life, be it marriage and partnership, career, friends, yourself, home, that you are supposed to take center stage. 
and be the main character in? Do you feel like right now you are thriving as the main character who the camera follows you, not you following it in your life? If you don't, ask yourself why. Where did I lose my main character energy and how can I get it back? Where have I lost my independence, my individuality? To who, to what did I lose that to and why? Where can I take it back? Under this Leo full moon, I mean, now it's past, but the full moon's energy will last for two more weeks until the next new moon. Set boundaries with people. Say no. Say, I'm going out and I'm doing this for me. And that's that. I do not care if you like it or not. I do not care if it shocks you and you think, wait, you've never done that. You've never liked to do that. Well, I do now. Support me in it. That's big Leo full moon energy we just went through. Where have you lost your power? Take it back. Where have you stopped having fun? If, you know, the, everybody jokes about the month of January being so long. January 301st is what we call January 31st. Have you felt bored? Have you felt stifled? Have you felt like you lost yourself? Do you feel like you stopped doing what you loved? Why? Take it back. And it's going to feel weird when you go back and do the things you love. Like I'll use myself for an example. I've not been in a freaking airplane in three years. And being in an airport is my happy place. I love it so much, Sagittarius. I haven't done that in three years. And I need to. I need to fly and go see a friend. I need to go fly. And so I started planning trips. I've started to plan trips and it's made me nervous because I haven't done it in so long. And so there's a piece of me that's like, no, stay where it's comfortable, stay at home, stay here. But it's like, no, it's such a dichotomy, right? The thing we need to do that will free us up and connect us back to our inner child, Leo, is the one thing that can be so intimidating and scary to us if we haven't done it in a while. Do it anyway. Mm. Now, speaking of this, I wanted to share, I have here in my notes that I wanted to talk to you guys about. I was listening to a podcast. It was Andy Frisella's. I love Andy Frisella. And you probably would not pair me up to resonate with someone like him, but he pumps me the fuck up. And maybe it's my Scorpio moon. I don't know. But I adore that man. And... He had Lewis Howes on his podcast, which is more my style. So I thought, oh, this is the mecca of what I need to listen to. I don't listen to podcasts. I wish I did. I just, when I have free time, I like to listen to my music to float to playlist and just zone out, totally tapping into that Pisces North Node. But I listened to this and my goodness, I'm going to listen to it again because it was that good. But there was one piece of it that, as I was listening to it, walking on the trail with Jeffrey, I was just like, yes, yes, Andy, yes, Lewis. They mentioned cancel culture. I'm sure you guys are all too familiar with it. The pressure of cancel culture that just started in like, what, 2020 with the pandemic? Remember we had the Black Lives Matter movement happen. I remember a lot of people got angry and aggravated with me because they said, you have a platform, you have a right to talk about Black Lives Matter movement. And 
I was like, oh my gosh, like you're right. I, I didn't feel qualified to talk about it because I don't know what it's like to be in their shoes. And even now it's like, I don't want to say the wrong word. I, I don't want to mess it up because there's so much pressure and cancel culture that comes behind that. And so quickly with the wrong tone, the wrong word choice, you can be labeled as racist, sexist, homophobic, you name it. Cancel culture and people judging what you do, whether it's your close-knit groups of friends and family or just people on the internet, is dangerous. It's saucy. It's feisty. And it's really the people who don't give a fuck are the ones who succeed in this whole realm of the internet and being themselves. I can officially say that while I'm still very sensitive to what people say about me, I am dipping two feet in to the I don't give a fuck pool. I am who I am. I know who I am. And so cancel me all you want gives me more attention and gets me more followers. But they were talking about cancel culture and how this has made so many incredible people with just magnificent minds and creativity unlike anyone else sit on the sidelines of life and not put themselves out there as a result of this surmounting social pressure, societal pressure of I must be perfect, I must say the right thing, I can't share the reality of my situation or I will get judged, I will lose followers. I resonate with it so much. I don't know if you guys follow us on Lightworkers Lounge Instagram, but I have lost over 20,000 followers in the past year. Now, is it bots and spam accounts? Definitely could be because I've noticed a lot of my favorite accounts who have hundreds of thousands of followers have, have lost hundreds of thousands of followers. So I don't know if it's just Instagram cleaning out the fake spam accounts or what, but I do take it personally, of course, sometimes. But then I'm like, well, wait, and JL really reminds me of this. What if those are the people who don't resonate with me anymore? And that's okay. I don't resonate with the old me anymore. So how can I expect some other people to? The ones who grow with me, grow up with me, evolve with me. These are my people. I love it. It's so cool. And I'm going to stick with that and always be myself and be true to who I am. Because the people who don't follow me, who don't listen to the podcast, that's okay. They grow and they, I, I helped them. I was a lily pad for them in whatever moment of their life they were currently in. And now they get to go on to the next one and graduate to the next one. This is what evolving is all about, right? It's kind of like working with a therapist. You can find one that you love and you resonate with and you're so excited to talk to them every week. But then eventually you may find that they're not giving you any more sage advice, sound wisdom that you really want to hear. And so you think, okay, I need a new therapist. Go for it. This is kind of like the podcast world, right? <sighs> and so to this I say, because I know there are so many of you who listen to me who want to have a podcast, who want to have a blog. I've had the privilege of looking at your birth charts with you, and I have so many writers and speakers and very cerebral type people who follow me because that's me myself. And I want to tell you guys, under this Leo full moon, put yourself out there. Guess what? Here's your truth bomb. 
Somebody is going to talk shit about you. Somebody is going to leave you a negative review. Somebody's going to try and cancel you and share you on their stories and try and take you down. And I'm so sorry about that. But even if you go to a comfortable job where you're not on the internet in front of hundreds of thousands of millions of people, someone at that job is going to talk shit about you, going to try and take you down, going to lie behind your back. It's going to happen no matter where you're at, what you do, even if you just inherit millions of dollars and decide to just be a socialite or just be a stay-at-home human. <laughs> Guess what? Your neighbors are going to talk shit about you. The people you live around are going to want to take you down. It's everywhere. And so if we're going to be taken down by hurt people who are unaware and out of control of their emotions and their reactions, you might as well go down doing what you love. Doing what makes your heart feel so happy because honestly, when you are in that realm of, oh my God, I love what I do. I would do this even if I made five bucks a day. You don't care. It may, it may, it may sting just a little bit, but it's no different than, oh, I got salt in a cut. Let me just wipe it off. It's gone. And it's so worth it. And to the people close to you, like friends, family, past lovers, children, for those people that you speak about, and a lot, this is a concern for a lot of people, they are so afraid to talk about their friends and family, write about them, talk about them, because they're like, what are they going to think? Is it going to hurt their feelings? Well, to that I say, they have every right and every capability now with the age of technology to write their own book, to write their own post, to speak how they want to, of how they perceive a situation. You are entitled to your perception of a situation of a relationship. You are entitled to how you feel. You can share how you feel. Don't be ashamed. Don't push it aside. I'm going to turn this into Lightworkers Lounge cancel culture edition where every day I come on here and say, don't worry about anybody canceling you. There is no such thing as being canceled. In fact, if you think about it, look at Joe Rogan. Remember when people were coming after him so hard like a year ago? He has more followers than ever. He's bigger than ever. It doesn't happen that way. It's a false facade to keep people stuck, to keep them in the shadows. Because the more of us who speak how we feel, who think for ourselves, the less we can be controlled. The less companies can make money. And now we're going down a rabbit hole that I don't have time for. <laughs> but I love you guys. I am so happy to be recording these episodes from a new studio. Oh my gosh, we got to get back on the air with feet on the ground, head in the stars. Every time I think about those episodes, I get truth bumps. I just really think something incredible is going to stem and blossom and bloom from those episodes. So I can't wait to get back into those. If you want to share your story along with a screenshot of your birth chart, spowers at lightworkers-lounge.com. Sending you so much love from the brand new studio in Denver, Colorado, and beyond. I'll see you probably tomorrow. It all started with a